welcome to Stage Dive and High Fives, the glorious return of your somewhat regular music podcast, although it's kind of not, as it's the first one in about a million, billion days <laughs> in two months. <laughs> My name is Joe Philpot. Hi, how are you? Isn't it a lovely day? This person sitting next to me is Mr. Jack Ames. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm alright. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit hot. It's like May. It's going to be May. <laughs> it's and already going to be fucking hot. <laughs> it's like the 20th of May. Shut up. All right. I don't know what day it is. It's nearly it's June. Well, I think it's the 18th. I'm hot and I've got hair like a Lego man. But apart from that, um, yeah, I'm all right. Good. How are you? I'm swell. I've got a new hat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a lovely hat. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. cheers. Um, um, that's about as far as it goes for me. Yeah. That's well, since we did this, it, everything in the world has happened. Yeah. Everyone in the world has died. We couldn't have stopped doing it at a worst time. I know, like, literally, we stopped and then everything happened. I think the reason Prince died was because we stopped. Uh, <laughs> Selfish. <laughs> Some people thought it was AIDS. Oh my god. And then, but the real truth is I, that he was such a huge fan. Yeah. He couldn't go He was waiting him. for us to review the album Hit and Run. <laughs> or Purple Rain. But, yeah. And we just chose, we right. chose not to. And Quickie right. review of Purple Rain. It's alright. It's alright. 3 out of 10. No. <laughs> 3 out of 10, good effort. I, l- I really hope that people know we're joking. Yeah, because I, l- I do really like Prince. Yeah, it's alright. No, I think we should. Yeah. No, this is fine. Um, <laughs> do you want to go into news? We should actually talk about things that have happened. Um, besides everything else that's happened, there's been some recent shit. Yeah, some shit we care about. Uh, Blink-182, kind of Blink-182, are back with Two a new thirds single. of Blink. Two thirds. That's a tribute back. Two out of three ain't bad, <laughs> as Meatloaf said. <laughs> that should be the album title. Oh, uh, yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> the best uh, one's gone. Oh, But no. forever in my heart. Um, yeah, they've got a new track called Bored to Death from California. Good album name. Not. Uh, yeah, it's a place, not an album. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's got on my hat. <laughs> do you work for them? Yeah, I do, yeah. Are you like putting I'm Mark Hoppers' PR guy. Oh, yeah, is that why he's such a dick online? Dick. Yeah, it's because uh, me. No, he's a good guy. Uh, what do you think of the song, Bored to Death? Yeah, I like it. I I don't know. I I wasn't as as much as you disappointed when Tom left because I wasn't as much of a fan. Like I mm. I wasn't as a hardcore fan. So for me, I was more excited to see what ha- what was going to happen. Yeah, now that Tom left, you know, um, or interested at least, the song I think is really good. I think it's really old Blink. It they yeah. they it's it's kind of what Force Awakens was to Star <laughs> yeah. Wars. Like they just had to release a song that sounded like old Blink, so everyone was like, okay, this is okay now. We're not worried. The big like, reboot. Yeah, like which you know, which is exactly what Force Awakens was. Yeah, um, that's a good shout actually. Yeah, I think I think it was that, you know. It yeah, was, I think it was very, the um, best song they could have released, but it no. was definitely something we're going. Oh, guys, we can still write songs like "Enemy of the State." It's quite safe, isn't it? Yeah, it was a safe, safe move. They've gone back uh, to basics with it. Um, what did you think? All, um, as a song, I think it's all right. It's just crying out for the. I keep the song the same, but it's crying out for Tom DeLonge on the chorus. Yeah, I get. A little bit bored of Mark's huh, pun. I get a little bit bored of bored to death. Lol. Hey. Of uh, Mark Coppice's voice. Yeah. Um, but he's actually tried some different things on this. Yeah. So that's quite cool. Um, but yeah, we didn't hear any Matt really on it. Matt Skiba isn't he on the breakdown? He kind of. You can kind of hear him. But yeah. although I saw them play 
they played it live and I saw the footage and he did a lot of it and it sounded better when they were going backwards and forwards. Kind of had that old Blink feel to seen, it. Have you seen the live footage of him singing old Blink songs where yeah. he's taken Tom's parts? It's a bit weird. Yeah, it does just seem weird. Like I do quite like it though. Like I think it's the best of a bad situation. I can only compare this to if your dad walks out on you and then your mum gets a new boyfriend and yeah. then she and tries he's right. to like, convince he's that it's not, like your dad's... He's not a dick. Yeah, no, no, yeah, he's a nice guy, but he'll never be your dad. Yeah, that's a weird comparison. That's a good comparison, though. Yeah, thanks. Or like your goldfish dies. It's not as bad as it's not as bad as um, Axel Axel taking Brian's place in ACDC. Yeah, Axel. That's a whole other shitstorm. That's weird, isn't it? Should we talk about that? We can quickly go into it. I mean, it's I don't know a lot about it. All I know is that. Axel Rose is in ACDC. A guy from a band I don't like has gone to another band I don't like. I was like, oh, cool, it, anyway. It kind of works, weirdly. It a sounds lot of people right. think it don't. Think yeah. it doesn't? Think it doesn't. Think it, yeah. People don't grammar like that. Grammar <laughs> Welcome to the grammar. Grammar slam. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's. I, I don't really care about it that much. If people like it, then cool, but I've never been a big ACDC fan, so... No. You know. Um, I, yeah. We kind of tore Axel Rose a new one on here before. Yeah. But I think he's a lovable arsehole. Yeah, he is. We've always a, said that, though. Yeah, that he's, 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 a, he's a massive dick, but, but he's, he's a funny kind of something about him. dick. He's a massive rock star and a massive diva and a massive douchebag. So, yeah. Why, you know. Yeah. But it kind of works. Although it's a little bit sad to see a grown man in a school uniform <laughs> and a broken... <laughs> There's something really weird about that, isn't like, there? I can't deal with it. Do you remember that old BBC show and they had, like, the weird midget lady... Dressed up as a school kid, and it uh, was like an old BBC drama. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. I our think... dads would definitely know what it is. <laughs> what I'm going on about. Shout out to dads. Shout out to our dads. Who the only people who listen to this podcast. Yeah. But there was an old BBC program. I can't remember what it's called now. And there used to be a, a young. There was a woman that used to. Who was really small. And she used to dress up as a school child in the TV show. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, and it's basically exactly what the guy from ACDC is. <laughs> Literally, like a midget woman person yeah, dancing around uniform. in a school uniform that's too small for him, and a broken Axl Rose in a chair with his leg up. Yeah, a bit it's like a little a bit creepy, squashed isn't it? toad. Yeah, I don't like it that much. Yeah, it's kind of a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Just yours. It's like watching your nan man. do a gig. Uh, <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah, so would I. I want to see you motherfuckers <laughs> open up a circle pit <laughs> right after I do my knitting. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Axel DC I'm into it I'm into it yeah. <laughs> to be fair like I would probably go and see it I'm more interested in seeing Axel DC than I am a- ACDC yeah me too ACDC fans are probably like well that's enough of this podcast yeah. but, um, who, needs six of them. <laughs> who needs you who needs you should we talk about an album I'm really 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 stoked on and that is Modern Baseball's Holy Ghost oh man and I'm gonna you talk, you, you talk about your I want, you to, I want to hear what you have to say about it first okay what well, is the band you kind of brought to me as soon as very uh, soon uh, after we met, yeah. So good, what two years ago? Yeah, a good couple of years ago now. Coming up to that, and I think your graduation was the first song I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big, powerful, the big, punky the one, big hit, and it's oh my god, that was their second album. Yeah, um, I went back and listened to their old stuff, and I was like, this band are gonna do something big. There's something clearly here because it's just it's everything I kind of like about music. It's that DIY do-yourself attitude you can listen to their music you can tell now i'm talking about all their music and especially this new album holy ghost 
that they actually really want to do it. It's not like... They care. They actually care, and it's something they feel they have to make to either deal with moments in their life, or they've got something to say. And it's music with an actual... They've actually got something to say, rather than... It's a movement. Yeah, rather than just money. And yeah. their label's kind of like, can we have an album, please? Oh, okay. You know what I really like about them as well? Like, taking away from the album, um, from the new album as a review, like, mm-hmm. I love that they haven't signed, like, because they easily, they must have got an offer already mm. to sign to a bigger label. And Run the Cover, Run for Cover are pretty big. But, like, I'm surprised that someone like Fueled for Raymond hasn't tried to pick them up. Mm. Or someone like that, because the front bottom decides to fuel by Raymond. Yeah. And people compare front bombs and modern baseball all the time. And it's like, I th- I think that modern baseball are probably bigger than front bombs now. Yeah, I'd say with this album, they're going to smash them in. Yeah, honest. like, but, you know, I, I, I'm i really surprised. And I think that's probably them. I think that's their mentality. Like, why should we sign to a huge label? What is that going to really do for us? No, and I think the album, the label they're on at the moment is done right by them, to be honest. Yeah, Run For Cover have been absolutely amazing to them. They did... They were with Run For Cover on the second album. They were with Lay My Records on the first album. Mm-hmm. Um, who are, again, a really sick label, though. Like Been Love forever. Are, uh, yeah, Lay My are incredible. Mm. But Run For Cover, I think, have really done them well, like you said. Uh, and I'm really glad that they stayed with them for yeah. this album. Yeah, and this album, Holy Ghost, is oh, it's so great. But it's such a... It's deep, it's, dude. Oh, it's really, really deep and really emotional. And... On the surface, you can just get, you can feel it. Um, but once you start to learn, you dig a little deeper and you start to learn the story behind the album, then, oh my God, it's like yeah. truly an emotional piece of work. And it's really, it's kind of hard to listen to. Once, yeah. Not in like a, oh my God, this is like bad, hard to listen to. It's like, it just hits you. Yeah. It like struck a real nerve with me. And I thought it was just beautiful. And like this, and the lyrically, it's just really beautiful. And then it, and then it starts to get a bit punkier and heavier towards the end, kind of the second half. And then, yeah, that really, you know, it's got a bit of everything, I think, that I like in music. Yeah. So, what do you think of it? Yeah, you know, like, like we said, I, I've always loved them. Uh, and I, I, I always, I've always thought they were just, I think genuine is probably the best word to describe modern baseball. I think they've always been really hardworking. Um, you got to remember as well, they've released, I think it's, two EPs or an EP in between this and the last album mm-hmm. and the EP was good it wasn't it wasn't like two it wasn't like the album's good but it was good and when I went and saw them this year they were it was like a launch for the EP and they played a song off of this album and when I heard it I was like yeah that's that's cool but it's not until you you listen to this whole album and it is phenomenal like absolutely phenomenal um, you have like really, really beautiful songs like Holy Ghost, which is the first song on the album, which is just Jake Ewald, who's one of the writers. There's two writers in modern baseball. He's one of them. Um, and he takes the first half of the album and then Brendan Lucan takes the other half. Um, and they wrote, they usually write together, but they wrote half of the album each this time and sing half each. And, um, it's just him with like an acoustic guitar. And it's incredible, like absolutely incredible. Uh, and it's not, it's not like him in a studio with a mic. It's just him in a room, hmm. like with a room mic. Um, and it's really airy and really quite haunting. And I think that's what it's trying to be. Because if you look into it, it was about his granddad dying, and 
you know, and then it goes into songs like Wedding Singer. Mm. If you've heard that song, yeah. which is just like crazy, like it could that you know that could be anybody that is like a world-renowned punk band. Yeah, easily. Um, you know, it could that could have been a Motion City soundtrack song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's got those vibes to it for sure. Um, and they, I, I know, you know, I've heard reviews that they, uh, I've heard interviews where they they talk about how much they love that band. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm right, but I think they've toured with them. Maybe it would or make sense. It would make sense the for them to tour with them, but it you know it gives that real vibe. You know, it, it reminds me a lot of like Say Anything. Mm. You know that band? Yeah, I do. I love that band. Like, and that album is a real boy. Is a real boy. It reminds me a lot of that album in the sense where it's it's very like all of their music is very self aware. Yeah, like this band is very self aware and they know what they want to do. They know how they want to come across and they know what they want to write about and i think that's you know i think that's really clear on this album you know what jake's talking about you know what brendan's talking about and the more like you said the more you look into it the more kind of beautiful it all gets because you understand that i think yeah they 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 say in the there's a documentary they made for the album which mm. we just watched which we just watched yeah um, which is amazing by the way yeah i'm really glad you well, like we it. should post it on our we uh, will. facebook if you yeah. want to check out it's like 17 minutes long and it, it talks about the history of the band and then it goes into the, the process of writing this album. And, you know, it's at the start, there's a quote from Jake that says, modern, or Brendan that says, modern baseball was a journal and an outlet. And that is, I don't think that's ever been more relevant than mm. this album. Um, it's just, it's just incredible. Like I couldn't speak, I can't speak high enough about it. Like, I think it's going to do big things as well. Not only is it great, I think it genuinely will push them. They'll be playing bigger. bigger they need to. They that. need to be bigger. Like, I don't. You know, I would never like any of anyone's favorite bands. You don't want them to get too big. You yeah, know, I, I don't kind want of your them to, band. You yeah, know? you know, I don't want them to be on the main stage of Reading and Leeds. I'd love mm. that for them because they mm. deserve that and they deserve the world. This band because they've worked hard. Um, but they strike me as a band that will never change. No, yeah, like, I think you're much, right. You know, I mean, you and have I don't to change in order to grow, but I don't think they'll ever uh, sell out. Do you know yeah, what I, mean? I th- yeah, that's exactly. What I, yeah, I, I, I don't think they'd ever play the main stage of Reading and Leeds. I don't think they're that type of band. No, I think they're not. They're, they're not big. They're not big, big enough sellouts to play. Mm. That's not a sellout move, but it's. Still. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? They're I not know that, what you mean. Yeah, they're, like, they're not in it for that. No, if, they, if that happens, then I think they'd be cool with it. But they definitely wouldn't. They don't strike me as a band that will be actively looking to play arenas. Do you know what no. I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. As ridiculous as that sounds right now. But I uh, think they'll be the type. Of, they'll be one of those bands that people will grow up listening to and will associate with the reason they love punk rock. Mm. They will be what Brand New are, what Blink are. Maybe not as big as Blink, because Blink were another level and they were a little bit more mainstream. But mm-hmm. what Brand New were, what Motion City Soundtrack were. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? You know, like all those all those bands that we grew up listening to who, you know, everyone associates with while, why punk rock and folk punk is yeah, so it's good. Kind of for a new generation. Yeah, and they, I think they are, they will become the, the sort of pioneers and the legends of of a younger generation now, you know? I think they've, they've made it onto that list and I think they will only go higher on that list. I hope now. so. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, nothing so, yeah. but love for Holy Ghost. But we will post the documentary 
on our Facebook, which was killer. But yeah. it's and go and really buy the album big. as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Just support the guys. Go buy a ticket. It's, in H- it's like in big record stores like HMV and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know why because no one's gonna buy it from HMV because no one, no one goes to HMV. Oh. But it's not. It's you know, it's not the point, is it? It's <laughs> you know, not. but. Yeah, yeah, you know, ten times, nine times out of ten, people are gonna just listen to this online. But buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt, buy a gig ticket, you know, anything like that. Guns, their, their their merch is so rad. Yeah, but go and buy a t-shirt. Like bands like this, they need your money. You know, they need money to create music like this. Yeah. So yeah, Holy just Ghost cool. is up rad. the punks, up the punks, up the punks. Shall Thank we you talk for that album. Yeah, amazing. Should we talk about more stuff that's happened, more recent stuff? Uh, so this whole. It's kind of Rage Against the Machine, but oh. it's not really Rage Against the Machine. You so disappointed. So well, it, we don't know. If well, it's we don't really know yet. yet, but it kind of we kind of know. Uh, a few days ago, we st- well, I stumbled across the ProfitsOfRage.com website. How did you find it? Uh, I saw some it, like because we, me and this guy online, we beat the press to it because no one was reporting. Yeah, because I you you tagged me in it before anyone. Yeah, spoke like a about few it. days later, and then we kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we weird. Of, and that's a cool place for that. All right, we, we did it. That's why you listen to this podcast, for scoops, inside yeah, scoops inside like that. Inside scoops. Yeah, uh, so if you go onto profitsofrage.com, you will go to a website, um, and it talks about summer 2016 with the hashtag, take the power back, and a very familiar logo. And immediately, I was like, holy shit, that's Rage Against the Machine. That is going to be... Is that a tour? Is that new music? Is that what is that? Like, I need it, whatever it is. Oh man, I would love for Rage to come out with this politically driven oh, this album that just tear horrible Trump fucking apart. dickhead Donald Trump a new one. Yeah, and I'd love the that. world right. Um, it would it would honestly change. Like, it would just change everything if they came would. out and dropped another album. Yeah, but I don't look like it. It's gonna it happen. Doesn't look like it's gonna because happen. this is called the Prophets of Rage. And basically, it's some kind of weird Rage Against the Machine supergroup super group with Chuck D and Be Real from from Public Enemy and Cypress Hill and No Zack. So really, it's kind of a little bit like karaoke, Axel DC oh, kind that. of thing where we've replaced our it singer with someone else. It's just weird. Wait, whoa, whoa. That's just clicked, so yeah. So it's no... Oh. There's going to be no Zach. What, and people... That's been confirmed? Yeah. Even if it's Rolling, not... The, well, it's not officially... They haven't come out and put out a press release, but Rolling Stone have covered it now. So, no Zach. No singer. No oh, no I one to like spit that. fire on the mic. For me, which, rage isn't rage without... Without like, Zach Delarocca. No, not... Like, he is... The best bit. It's like literally like this whole Axel DC thing, but with a band who shouldn't be doing stuff like this, like at all. They're important. They're really. They. I. I think that band is really important. Yeah. Especially so now. I think they're like. I said to you, they're like the Batman <laughs> of a of a generational yeah. politi- politics. <laughs> the band move. you need. Yeah, they're not. You know, they're the symbol the city needs. No one wants it, but the world could really. It, the world yeah. really needs a new Rage album to show them that everyone's being fucking idiots. Yeah. And needs to just tell this Donald Trump guy <laughs> to do one. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so great. Um, yeah, so it's kind of some weird Rage Against Machine, but not quite Rage Against Machine. But I love all the sum of its parts, but together I'm not really like... Eh. 
Just give me Rage Against the Machine or Honestly. don't. Yeah. But I remember when they play Download 2012 Did and then there? I was there and it was the best live show I've ever experienced. I'll go on the record and say that. It was just incredible. It's a big they statement. amazing, yeah. It was so much fun, but it was so good. Um, and then there was rumours that they tried to write new music around then, but it just wasn't happening. But they didn't want to just... Right for the sake of it. Because they've got three albums of absolute undeniable Gold, quality, yeah. and I don't think they want to be one of these bands that have a shit album on their record. Yeah. So would you rather now, they just didn't no, do it's, it? It's um, not the point, is it? Like now is such a good time for them. Like I know, but they just couldn't make it happen. It looks that like was a while ago now. Like and so much has happened yeah. politically. Like they've probably tried since then, but if it isn't happening. It isn't happening, yeah. Then you I guess it's you can't better force it, you can can't you? force it to happen, which is a shame. It's like Faith No More. When they came back with an actual album, it was fucking brilliant. But if, and I think that's the only reason they did it, because they knew the album was good. They wouldn't have done it otherwise. And I think this is why Rage won't do it, because they know the material I guess they had wasn't up to it. So it's a shame, but yeah. What are your thoughts on this whole Profits of Rage thing into it or yeah I mean I I'm sure it'll be good but I'm not it's interesting isn't it and I don't think we can really judge what's going to happen until that announcement because you yeah. know they could be throwing yeah. every press every press release off the track and yeah it could be anything and literally point. they could come out and go oh we actually we have got an album and Zach is going to sing and all of yeah. us go fuck this is going to be yeah, crazy yeah. like could be and then it, it'd be incredible but then it, yeah you're right it could be some ridiculous karaoke thing with chuck and you know and mm. it'd be like really powerful instrumentation but instead of zach you've got the guys from public enemy and cypress hill mm. and i don't know if I'm, i don't know if i'm that cool with that because i don't think they're zach's lyrics yeah and it, you it's know, a weird thing everyone's going to compare it to that everyone's going to be everyone's going to say oh this is really cool and he's but got such a distinctive style and voice like so it, passionate isn't it mm. so emotionally it'll driven just, it'll just be weird but yeah, I'm not. Anyway, I'm, I guess yeah. we'll have to wait yeah, and see on see, yeah, we'll Stick a pin on it. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to the next bit of the podcast. So as this is, I know we've joked about how long we've been away, but we didn't want to kind of do a, a traditional kind of try and catch up with everything because there's been so much that's happened. So I thought a nice idea would, we basically just, we're kind of laid back guys um, yeah. and we just love music and we just wanted to talk about it. So what we did was we just picked an album each that meant something to us that we could talk about that we wanted to recommend and we wanted people to check out if we haven't. Yeah. And then we can just kind of, yeah, talk about it and uh, have a lovely time. Yeah. So I'm going to let you go first. Cool. I will jump straight in then. So what I picked was the one and only, the first debut album by Boxcar Racer, titled Boxcar Racer. Um, self-titled album. Self-titled. So if anyone hasn't heard this album... Uh, it came out in 2002. It is kind of a punk rock supergroup, but not. And It's more of a side project. Yeah, it? it was a Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 side project. Former. Blink- <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a tear guy, you're right. <laughs> Former Blink-182. <laughs> oh, until God. he gets offered a massive payday. Yeah, until that. they do the reunion tour and have a lovely big payday. Yeah. Um, speculation, Sorry, okay. don't sue us. But yeah, it is uh, Former. Blink-182 frontman side project. So the idea he had, he's, he was um, writing a lot of lyrics that were kind of, he considered too dark for Blink-182 at the time. Okay. So this came out in 2002, so it was post-Take-Off-Your-Pants-And-Jacket. 
what a great name that is. <laughs> and uh, pre-untitled album. So they were kind of still in that pop-punk vibe. Um, so they had the rock show and things like that as their yeah. big singles rather than... They hadn't kind of hit the kind of darker lyrical content that they did on their next album. It was starting to show with um, stuff like Stay Together for the Kids, but they hadn't kind of yeah. got there yet. So he considered this too dark for that. <clears throat> so he wanted to go off and do his own thing. Um, so he got together with a friend of his called David Kennedy, who was in a uh, another group called Hazen Street, which are a hardcore supergroup with Toby Morse from H2O, which is, they released an amazing album. So if you're into kind of hardcore punk, you should check that out. And um, Anthony Celestino. And then they got Travis Barker to drum. So that's right. Two out of three. Ain't bad. Ain't bad. A Blink-182. Seems to be a lot of that, doesn't there, in Blink? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's a weird grab- thing. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Tom defended it because this album kind of started the whole downfall of Blink. Literally. Really? Like, this is the root. If you were to go, how did it get to this? Why is Matt Skiba now in Blink? This album can be traced back. To there was this. a film. And there was a over... There's this like is a, the origin yeah. story. <laughs> and there was a voice above going, so how did Blink? Yeah. What was the, the start of the downfall of Blink-182? This album. And then it would go, it'd be a space, and then it'd be like a setting in space, and it'd pan Star down yeah. to Earth. <laughs> and then it'd zoom in, and it'd just be the practice room of boxcar racing. Yeah. Yeah. This would be literally it. Spielberg, like, that's yours, all right? You take that. So it's kind of relevant as California's coming out in July. Um, you're like, how the fuck did it get to this? Well, this album kind of tells the story. So Tom defended Travis being in the band because he didn't want to pay for a session drummer. Someone he didn't want to, he didn't know, that he couldn't communicate. He's, he's not a musician, really. He doesn't, he's brought up as punk rock. So they're not, they're not going to be they're really not your, cheap They're not your stand. Yeah, like, they didn't go to your... school. Like, yeah. they dropped out of high school and formed a punk band. Yeah. So he has a very unique way of communicating music. So he wanted his friend there. Fair enough? Yeah, totally. I guess, yeah. fair enough. But I guess... There's a comfortability there, isn't there? Yeah, and he didn't want to put his hand in his pocket and hire someone he didn't know and he probably... Was over-professional and, and over-qualified. Yeah, and is probably not as good as Travis Barker. Yeah, it's difficult to be better than him. Especially yeah. in the... Not, I don't know if that's true, but like in the type in of music that style, there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Mark Hoppus saw this as like a slight... And kind of this led to some serious fucking bust-ups. Um, and kind of why they split a couple of years later. I, I, Yeah, he saw this as like a, a, like a big dig on him. What year did Enemy of the State come out? Enemy of the State came out in 1999. Wow, okay. So this is three years after that. Three years. Massive album. Okay, mm. sorry. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is kind of their massive at this point. They're huge. Mm-hmm. And he took some time out to release this album. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a rumour that because this album did really well it got to number 12 in the Billboard 200 wow for like just a side project yeah um, that the record label they wanted to offer Tom DeLonge a 1 million pound or 1 million dollar contract for a solo album which is a rumour at the time um, and I guess that did not help with Mark feeling the way he Unwanted, did Unwanted, yeah yeah um, so that's kind of the story of the album. I'm going to talk about about the music because yeah, do it. it's like it's so good. It's just like dark, angular, interesting, and it's aged really well. And it's kind of like h- hardcore punk. Kind of they were inspired by bands like Fugazi and things like that. Um, 
Yeah, so there's the, you probably know the um, singles There Is and I Feel So, but then there's like uh, Letters to God and uh, Tiny Voices and things like that. I think every song on this album strikes a chord with me as well. And there's just, yeah, it's just brilliant. They've got a guest vocalist, um, Tim Armstrong from Rancid is on it. So oh, if you're cool. a Rancid fan, he provides some guest vocals. And yeah, it just means a lot. And I think if you're into punk rock or you just want to check something out that's different from Blink or you're into Blink, you like Tom DeLonge, you like Travis Barker's drumming, because I played you a little bit before we started. Yeah, it was right. And the drums were just all over yeah, the place. Yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. And there's like unique time signatures and and stuff like yeah, that on the, it. And just, the, just like the, the beats he writes are just incredible. Like just it you you can so tell when it's him mm, he's got can. such a signature way of playing yeah i, think I admire it so much yeah signature is probably the best way of, of uh describing it of yeah. describing it because yeah it's just uh it's just incredible and i love it and it, it just means a lot to me personally as well like um just i think we all have that kind of go-to album we have when we i have certain it, like things that happen in our lives and this is definitely one for yeah, me definitely. and i think it really holds up as well as an album. It just sounds fresh. Yeah. Um, even though it's coming up to 15 years old. Fuck, we're all getting old. But it's, yeah. Boxcar Racer, Boxcar Racer is my uh, important album that I'm going to put to this podcast and to you out there to check out. Right. Cool. Good You're up, mate. You're up. It's like, I feel a bit weird because this is a real blink and modern baseball oriented podcast. Yeah, but I don't know. It's not bread and butter, really isn't it? relevant so, bands, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess, you know, new album coming out, new songs from Blink and Modern Baseball just dropped a new album, so... For me, like, talking about Modern Baseball is easy because I've, you know, I started listening to Modern Baseball in 2012. I think it was around 2012. Um, yeah, I, I've chosen Sports by Modern Baseball, which is their debut album. Um, at the time, they were a two-piece so it was just Jake and Brendan in the band. Um, yeah, I, I I love this album. There's, for me, it's just so well written. Um, like I said, with I've said a lot of this in about Holy Ghost, but this is really self-aware. This album, uh, and it's really modern. I think is a good way to describe. Like, there's a song that's uh, the title is a Twitter name. Oh yeah, for a girl that used to stalk them. <laughs> On Twitter, that's great. Or for like girl that they used to talk to on Twitter, and uh, it's about rather he he preferred talking to her than he did his girlfriend, and things like that. Like it's just like really, like really relevant lyrics, and like talks about things that teenagers do, and you know it's mm. it's really it sounds really cheesy and really corny, but you know it's really emotionally driven. You know, like a lot of their music. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really hard to describe. Why I, I it was my it was my introduction to like this scene. You know, I never really listened to punk rock that much growing up. I listened to like, you know, Blink and American Idiot and things mm. like that. But I listened to like a lot of classic like normal rock like Foo's and Nirvana and things like that. But my introduction to like emo rock and punk rock was this album. This album and like American Football's album. Um, like just from college having people around me that used to listen to this music hmm. uh, and that you know it was a really big deal for me because it just changed the way I listened to music and listened and looked at music and what I wanted the music I played to sound like and what I want you know just everything it, it changed everything for me and since then 
I haven't really listened to any other music. I do, like, occasionally. Like, you know, I listen to a lot of different types of music, whatever. But this is now, like, the my type of music, you know? This is the ba- they're the bands I go and see, and it's because of this album, you know? And it was it's really cool because they wrote the album while they were at college. They recorded it at the the, the studio in their college, uh, uh, Drexel Uni, and they were, like, paying for the studio time as they were recording so like they were doing tiling and stuff that's mad like there's a there's an interview with there's an interview with brendan when he talks about like he was just they were they would record and he would go and tile just so they could pay for the first album mm. and like to get it printed and to get it you know and they were on lamo at the time but lamo is not a big label you know they had to pay for the pressings and you know and i've got copies of sports on vinyl and it's you know, it's a really cool album, and it's a real DIY album. Like yeah. all them, like we said, you know. Yeah. Um, and Jake played drums on it. They didn't have Sean at the time, so Jake played all the drum parts, and he played all the bass parts. Uh, and then they both sung, and they both played guitar. But I think it's a real for me also, like especially with, you know, the way I look at creating music now, it's really commendable because they created a really developed album, really developed album with just two kids. Like they were just two kids and they had good songs and they were like, we don't need a multi-million dollar studio. We don't need a group of really good musicians. We've just, we're just two. They are really good musicians, but they don't need, you know, they don't need a, a killer drummer and they don't need a killer bassist. Like they both just had an idea and they had a studio and they were like, fuck it, let's just go in and record. Which is, I think, one of the greatest things which to do. Which is love. They had, there was the fight yeah. to get it made, which you know, I, may, I think makes for really good art. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I, I really admire that. And I think that's why I love them. I've always loved them so much because you've got songs on this album like The Weeknd is a really big song for them. Like, if you know the band, you probably know that song. Hmm. Like, it's a really big song. Tears Over Beers was a big song. Redo was a big song. Um, the first half of the album is is, is really, like... The, the singles like any of those songs could have been singles it gets more acoustic at the end and gets a you know it gets a little bit darker um but all the way through it's incredible but they do really clever things like there's a song but uh, the, the first song on the album is called redo and then there's a song either in the middle at the end of the album called redone and it's like the same song or like the same intro to the song but they use like different phrasings huh. and different like instruments yeah and it's like it's really clever and it's it's yeah i just admire this album so much and if you like bands like say anything and uh motion city soundtrack it's got that you know it's got the humor and the, the sarcasm and all that stuff of say anything but it's got that real like acoustic grittiness and like you know rawness of like front bottoms and all those guys yeah you know and i think if you're if you're listening to bands like the Front Bombs and you haven't listened to a band like Modern Baseball, then that's crazy because it's really hard to listen to one without the other for me. Mm. Like I've always had them side by side. Yeah. And when you know when I first started listening to this music, I was listening to that Front Bomb self-titled album, and I was listening to Sports by Modern Baseball, and they complemented each other so well. Like it just for me, like any any mood I was in or any emotion I felt, there would be a song on one of those albums that I could relate to. Mm. And growing up, you know, that that's what you want, I think. That's what everyone sort of craves for. If you like music, that's what you crave is songs that you can relate to. Yeah, connection. Especially in this this type of music and this scene. Um, you know, I think it's all about connection and it's all about, you know, that's all kids really care about is is 
is being understood and uh, you know understanding that you're not you're not just feeling this because you're weird it's like oh no this is what everyone feels like yeah. and i think this album's really important for that and i think the human connection with punk rock is the most vital thing it has to be real it has to be genuine i have a real problem with music that it just feels superficial and, and contrived and forced, yeah and there's nothing about modern baseball that is no. um like if they make mistakes or there's something on there that's raw or rough they'll keep it in yeah like within reason obviously but they they will keep it in yeah. and uh and i think just their songwriting prowess for some i know they've got they're on their third album which is insane yeah but for a band so young yeah and so and not new, been doing it for long no you know? um i think definitely really exciting to see where they go but if three you, albums in four years is pretty crazy. It is insane. Yeah, in this day and age, it's pretty mad because, you know, bands don't have money and there's it's expensive to make it, really, yeah. um, to get out there. Yeah. So that just is uh, just shows how hard and how much they actually wanted to to do this. Yeah. And it shows by listening to them. Yeah. So, I, uh, you know, it's... I, I really do... I do commend them. I think that's... That we were talking about, you know, the the difference in in how big we think front bottoms are going to get and how big we think modern baseball will get. And I think what you just said is probably the only difference. Well, not the only difference, but I mean, like, as a business model, mm-hmm. I think the the front bottoms problem is is that they tend to they tend to sort of they they I think as a band and as a because they're signed to Fuel by Raymond now. They're being pushed too hard to be this like edgy folk punk punk rock band. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember reading once. <laughs> if you type in front bottoms to the Urban Dictionary, it says a band created by the government to think kids have to make kids think they have an outlet. <laughs> and I just thought that was fucking Ouch. genius. Like yeah. it's like that's so smart. Like yeah, and I yeah. think that's such a good way of describing it. I think that's why modern baseball will continue to make great music because. They are doing it in their own time, and they've mm-hmm. got these beautiful songs, and they've got they've got a movement, and they've got something to say. And other bands, although they write music that's similar to theirs, they're not a touch on them because they're not as they're not as heartfelt and they're not as genuine as that band. Yeah. And if you want to listen to, you know, I think if you're going to start listening to this band, go back and listen to sports. Mm. Then listen to you're going to miss it all, which is just as good as an album. The second album is if not better, I think, you know, I didn't choose it because it's not of, you know, it's not as impressive because it's not their first album, you know, for a first album, sports was phenomenal, but, you know, you're, you're going to miss it all, could have, every song on that album could have been a single, yeah, and they would have, it would have smashed it, but, you know, listen to sports and then listen to, you're going to miss it all, then listen to Holy Ghost, because it is just a transcendence of yeah. beautiful music, it's unbelievable. It's great to see them get to this point, yeah, and I only think they're going to go higher, you know? It's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's really, exciting. really exciting. So if you haven't checked out... Um, if you want to check out Holy Ghost, which we kind of spoke about earlier... Yeah. But want to check out how it kind of got to that point first... Then, yeah, yeah, it really tells a story, I think. Check, you know? check out these and watch the documentary, which we will post. Yeah. Which is really powerful. Um, once you learn the actual story behind Holy Ghost, we won't spoil it because it's such a... You need to just experience it and have your own opinion of it. It's just heavy. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. And I think every album is is really emotionally driven and you'll Mm -hmm. have, you know, you'll have songs on each album where you're like, wow, 
that's that's crazy like yeah. you know i mean after because i'd listened to holy ghost before i checked out the documentary but i knew the story because i read a lot of interviews and things um, but after watching it, it just you makes... want to go back and listen to it again. Yeah, I want to go it. back, and I I feel like I have a greater understanding. And it just it, oh, I nearly welled up watching the the documentary. Yeah, man. So I really, fully did. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's heavy. Oh, it's hard going. There's but... a scene, wasn't there, where Brendan's like he's singing and like screaming into the mic, and there's like tears running yeah. like, running down his face in the vocal booth, crying his eyes out. Like, and it's just like that to me is like just unbelievably beautiful. Like the mm. he that band is capable of like especially doing having... that to themselves for yeah. music especially when you find out how we got to that point and what he goes yeah, through yeah. then yeah i couldn't recommend it enough um really. and this album you know i think it, like you said about boxcar racer that boxcar racer there's there's albums that just mean a lot and you know yeah that mark a time in your life where you and i think there are reflections album. on ourselves yeah definitely because yeah, there absolutely. is um on boxcar racer it's some very uh mellow moments but there's also some some destructive dark, yeah like angular just heaviness and then there's a song called my first punk rock song which is just a minute blast of ridiculous lyrics about just stupidness yeah. and punk rock and i think this album just if if i was to if someone was like okay what is your personality in an album I oh, would yeah. give them I a copy them, of yeah. Boxcar Racer. Absolutely. Like, I would okay, just give them a, the is me in the form of music. Yeah. Because it has... That's a really good way to describe my it. My serious side, um, it touches on some of the kind of, you know, things we we all have to fight through in life. And it's got my fucking shit sense of humour and my ability to not pay attention, which is pretty great. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Sure. laughs> it just, not, not an idea doesn't stick on it. It's just like okay, here's a mellow bit and here's a really heavy bit and here's, here's something over here and then here's some blast beats and here's a time signature change. So, yeah, if I was to sum up, like, characterise myself in music, yeah, I would hand them a copy. I'm exactly the like, same. Which I think is, yeah. That's a really good way of describing it. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think as as long as I've known you, I've always associated associated you with, you know, punk rock and punk music because you kind of show me hundreds of bands that were crazy you know hmm. um you know and when when people i think you know probably the only band that i've ever spoke about so much with you is modern baseball yeah and i think you know they are you know it's emotionally driven it's it's self-aware it's really lame funny you know it's, it's kind of like nerd rock yeah cool, which but is not cool like which is exactly proud to be different <laughs> yeah like <laughs> i'm a massive nerd but it's you know but proud and it's like it's just this like beauty yeah. in the alternative. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think yeah. I yeah, I think you think but I don't want to talk any more about it. I think that's perfect. Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah I so think go and listen to both those albums. Yeah, listen beautiful. to I think they will give you not only are they both just great listeners, if you just wanna like listen to music and you don't wanna kind of get into story and you just like to have music on in the background or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Like be a passive listener, that's cool. We're cool with that. Um these yeah. are just both on the surface great albums yeah um, if but you don't want to look into them i don't yeah absolutely that's cool yeah, but if just, hopefully just we've music. yeah hopefully we've kind of helped um get a greater understanding of us as consumers and listeners and fans and people and you'll get a greater appreciation of these albums through this yeah because yeah. we do genuinely we come off as like these like 
douchebag like <laughs> like it's not those punk rock like music fans yeah music there's nerds. a real appreciation but we music. do genuinely care about it so yeah. yeah if we could just like that's why we kind of wanted to reboot the podcast with because we something really we care, love yeah. yeah well something we love and uh yeah i don't know i just cool. thought it was kind of cool yeah, kind of definitely. a nice mellow introduction back into the world of talking into a microphone these two shitbags <laughs> i'm hoping people listen i don't know yeah if you, yeah that's cool i want to just quickly say this to, i want to end on a funny note should we talk about we're going to slam dunk quickly? oh yeah we're going to slam dunk soon next Fuck week yeah. bitches uh, we're gonna go on i just think i i think i went through the whole podcast without swearing so much and then i just dropped an f-bomb oh no you've done it quite a lot oh have i yeah Fuck, no. i don't even notice i'm doing it cool, like half man, the time because my dad was like when he came up to me and was like, oh, I haven't had a podcast and listened to in ages, I was like, maybe I should do one. He's like, yeah, I'm missing, like, I haven't heard any, like, swearing or anything. I'm like, <laughs> so sorry, Dad. I did try. Like, yeah. I genuinely... I didn't of... try. No. But I promise. I'm sorry. It's just really fucking hard to stop swearing, especially when you're excited about music and... Shout out to Phil Pot's dad. Yeah. Mr. Phil Pot. I want to point... So, yeah, we're going to Slam Dunk. There's, yeah. like, every band that we love nearly playing. Yes. Well, a lot of bands that we love are playing. Should you... I I mean I don't know. There's a few on my wall there. I mean yeah, man, Creeper like, are playing, which I can't wait because You might have heard of them if you've listened to this podcast. We've spoken to them once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> They've um they are the raddest band. Because we saw them. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. It, was it was crazy. Oh man. Yeah. Amazing. We drank some beer, we party rocked at the underworld. It was a lot of fun. It was a wonderful time to yeah. be alive. It was. Um who else are you excited for about Slam Dunk? I'm uh, excited for Panic at a Disco. Yeah, so am I. Because I've never, be... ever, ever, I'm excited ever to be the one. only people there that aren't 13-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, inside. Yeah, well, secretly. Yeah. I, am th- well, I don't know who else is there. Uh, uh, Newfound uh, Glory. Oh, the starting line I'm really excited for. I love yeah, that band. I, I don't really know too much about them. Oh, they're so. great, man. The only problem is, it's just, because that lineup is so good, it clashes all over the place. Yeah, all over the shop. But, um... I'm still really, really stoked. Yeah, about me it. too. And then I'm seeing every time I die, like a week after or something. Oh, which nice! I was supposed to see before, but they cancelled because of the whole uh, backland thing, which yeah, is you know fair enough. Shit, yeah. So I'm fully, fully, fully stoked about it. Um, who else? Yellow Card playing one of the greatest pop punk albums in its entirety. Ocean Real, Avenue. Real Friends. Moose Blood. Yeah, love those two bands. Cancer Bats. Mayday uh, Parade are there. Oh my god! Like. Um, there's tons of people Roma there I like Rome oh, yeah if they could stop getting robbed that would be sweet <laughs> uh, Narwhals who are so sick they're like sort of like a band that's coming up really quickly yeah they're so good they are cool um, the King Blues yeah I'm not eh, too, uh, eh. I was uh, excited f- until I heard the music the combat music and it was, a bit, it was a bit shit as it is um, I really like that band yeah as it is we saw as it is me and my girlfriend shout Charlie yeah. Sea Dog Sea Dog Sea Town um yeah, and then... Miss your face. Wait, what? Right, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, yeah, as it is. Uh, they just released an album, haven't they? That's really cool. Trash Boat are sick. Uh, yeah. Loads of bands. Story so far. Yeah. Gonna drop kick Lads. a bitch off. St- <laughs> <laughs> Can we just talk about that a second? One. He took for the girl off the stage. He... Well, I've got to go on a record and say it's not a drop kick. All right, I watch WWE. <laughs> I know a... what a fucking drop kick is. All right, it's you not are not Jeff Hardy. It was not no. a drop kick. Yeah, right. On. He just, all right, he pushed her off a stage with his foot. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, newfound um, glory. She had it coming. What? No. <laughs> Stop. I'm joking. Uh, but if you go on did. stage and want a selfie, you're a massive, massive, massive dick. Yeah. Big old dick. Big old floppy wank. Oh, man. Stop being a cock. Just let the band play. No one wants to see you. All right. And your shitty Instagram. Doing it for the hearts. Joe Philpott, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Just don't get me started. And on he's this. back. And um, he's back. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. I did so well to be like <laughs> the nice normal guy. And then. So, yeah. we've it. Yeah. So, we're excited. It's yeah. Be good. Slam Dunk 2016. Yeah, we're going to drink beer. Yeah, we're going to watch bands. Yeah. Hopefully, it's sunny. I'm yeah. going to have a few ciders and I'm going to watch Panic at the Disco and I'm going to sing My like heart. a white teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get on stage and get a selfie. <laughs> oh no, no I won't because I'm not a massive dick. <laughs> I hope he so... drop kicks you into space. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> um, Any final thoughts on Slam Dunk? It's going to be good. I'm excited. That's it. Alright, yeah. Yeah, it'll be alright, won't it? Yeah, it'll be a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, it's better than... I want to talk about enemy just quickly I want to end on a funny <laughs> note on a, enemy enemy I want to end on a humorous pretentious <laughs> stupid note okay um, they did a 50 albums to hear before you die cool I've probably heard 50 albums this week but whatever yeah I've already cool. beaten um, alright um, take that enemy two I had two favourites okay <laughs> so the first one <laughs> Was Dave Grohl <laughs> picked the B fifty twos? Legend. What a great album! Was not B fifty twos the band that did Love Shack? I'm pretty sure that's the <laughs> thing. I'm pretty sure the B fifty twos they did and they did and they did Rock Lobster, right? What a band! And then the best one <laughs> was my boy Louis Ferru picked Marvin Gaye's "I Want You." Hero. What an God absolute guy. Oh, Louis, please oh, come and... This is not relevant to music in whatsoever, right. but the Louis Theroux trend that's going through on the internet, the out of context Louis Theroux, <laughs> yeah, it's I've the seen fucking it. greatest thing yeah. I've ever seen Didn't, in my life. He commented on it as well. I was like, <laughs> this is quite funny. This is like, what a yeah. lad. It's alright, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite funny. <laughs> he's literally my favourite person. He's alright, isn't he? Yeah, he's Louis. incredible. He's a good guy. Um, but out of context Louis Theroux is yeah, going amazing. Yeah, going to bit of work. Yeah. Maybe I'll post one of them. Because I noticed I get more likes on fucking Charlebooth's face than anything important. <laughs> I could say that my cat's died and get less messages on Facebook, Facebook. than I would if I post a picture of Charlebooth. Yeah. But that's my life and I'm happy with it. That's my life now. <laughs> well, should we end it? I think we should end it there. That's everything. Yeah. We're done. It's all right. Wanna... Thank you for listening. Thanks. If you're like both of the people that were concerned for this podcast. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for Cheers. sticking around. <laughs> Think um, about it. Yeah. <laughs> Good work. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.